Welcome to the weekly episode of the Small League Fantasy Football Podcast, the only podcast that helps you enjoy and succeed in small league fantasy football, leagues that consist of four to six teams. Well, we've got a crew here today. How are things this weekend? How's your football weekend? Terrible. Terrible? You didn't enjoy <laughs> watching the games? I think Jeannie enjoyed watching the games. No. I'm like Jeannie. I don't watch it just for pure sport. I just watch it to see if my players rack the points. I care less who actually wins the game. Well, I actually I, I have a combination of both. I think uh, Jeannie's more of a purist, aren't you? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. It's kind of surprising because you know I, I watch it and I kind of forget who's on my team. But but um, you know, as long as the game's close, I'll keep watching it. But once it becomes a blowout, then I just change the channel. Yeah, you know, actually, I I fell asleep. I uh, took a nap during a lot of the the game, and uh, when I woke up, I was surprised that uh, I was doing so well. That's always a very pleasant way to wake up <laughs> when you che- when you check your app and wow. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually fell asleep multiple times on that Sunday during the game, but you know you being being the Sandman, I guess that was appropriate <laughs> as well. Anyways, let's uh let's go over his uh this week with Mr uh Mr. Shadow who lost and Jeannie's team Bernard. Well um yeah I I was clobbered. My total point production was sixty nine sixty nine points. Jeannie almost doubled our production. So what was interesting about my team was that there were a lot of upsets. So Josh Allen, you know, so Buffalo upset by Jacksonville and Kansas city, even though they won kind of barely sweep. I had another poor performance as a team. Uh, you know, I had Jamar Chase, Cincinnati getting clobbered by Cleveland, you know, and then Dallas also being upset by Denver. So, uh, I had p- very poor point production, been a lot of teams that were sort of upset. Um, I'm just looking forward to having, hopefully, my team back, Christian, Mifa- Christian McCaffrey back at, at full strength next week. And I'm looking forward to getting back out there. But, yeah, I mean, Genie has been my nemesis. This is the second time I've lost to him this season. You know, interesting, uh, you, you started Jalen over uh, Lamar Jackson, who basically just ripped it up with 32 points, and Josh Allen had 11 points, basically – one third of uh, Lamar's uh, point production. That's true. And if I'd made the right call, I still would have lost because the rest of my team had done so poorly. But, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah it was funny. It, it, and it's funny because I felt like I had a little bit of the open mouth curse because last week I was talking about how Josh Allen has been there for me. He's consistently be a high, a, a, one of my great performers. We're talking about quarterbacks being so consistent. And then this week he comes up with 11-point week. Yeah, you know, to be, um, you know, Josh Allen may have been uh, the uh, victim of the Mannings. Um, the uh, Monday before Josh Allen's most recent game, they invited him in as a guest. He loses his game. Well, a week earlier, they invited Tom Brady. He lost his game. The week before that, Matthew Stafford, he lost his game. In fact, every single one of the six players, who else? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, Russell Wilson, they, they've lost uh, nine weeks. They're all, their teams collectively have a winning percentage of 70 when they're not in the Madden cast. When they are in the Madden cast, they're 0 and 6. You know what the odds of that is, guys? If this was purely random, 
Well, one out well, is like several gadillion. Well, yeah. Well, you basically it's the wit- losing percentage point three right. raised to the six times six. Right? Yeah, to the raised six to the six. Which is that's, about that's one basic, Well, it's it's basically one in, one in fourteen hundred. So it's over over one in a thousand that something like this could happen statistically. So basically, it suggests there probably is some sort of weird curse. I mean, look, Josh Allen lost to the Jags, like probably the second or third worst team in the NFL right now. They couldn't; their offense could not move. There, there's clearly a, a hex placed on uh, on these guests. You know, interestingly, you know, not only that, but you know, the Jags have a player named Josh Allen on the defense. He not only sacked Josh Allen, he also intercepted Josh Allen. Josh Allen basically intercepted Josh Allen. Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen, and actually, Josh Allen recovered a fumble of Josh Allen. I don't have no idea how these announcers triple the game could have. Uh, how, how, what they say? Oh, Josh Allen of the Jaguars just intercepted Josh Allen of the Bills, or they just say Josh Allen just intercepted Josh Allen. <laughs> I know that's a little spooky to me, Lewis. You got to stop talking about this. I'm going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. Okay. These, so do you, do you believe in the curse? Okay. Well, so like the, the do you only believe curse in the I know curse? is like the Madden curse, right? The Madden curse, where the player who gets on the Madden coverage just ends up having a bomb year. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it can happen. But I think it's like you're looking for things to happen. And so it does. Perhaps. It could be regression of the mean for the, the Madden curse, you know, who obviously just could just do worse the following season. Well, it's also, it could be a, a component of regression to the mean on this one as well, right? You're making it onto the show because you're a superstar. You've done well. Yeah, um, and yet in any given moment, you're going to slip back to, you know, something to the the food in the green room. Yeah, perhaps. I actually think it might be actually the curse of being in a mirror image of yourself. You know, if you're playing against yourself, you get spooked with that. And I think that may be what happened to Josh Allen. Although I don't know about the other Josh Allen, he seemed to do pretty well. So it was funny. You? He was inspired in in the highlight film. You could see him pointing. On his back to his name, Alan, after he, after he made some of these plays. So he was having fun with it. It's a, he's a call for you next week, Landon. You just start Josh Allen. He's going to he's gonna get 30-plus points. That's my prediction. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback, not the yeah, other guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what about you, Jeannie? How would you sum up your uh, Yeah, I just kind of looked, and um, basically I won because of two players. Everyone else didn't do that great. I had two of my players got me 60 plus points. That's half my points. And, and actually the, you know, the two, the kicker and the defense, I got double, uh, I got over 20 points, which is good, but everyone else, you know, got single digits. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a Thursday night. Sometimes I'll get a player that in a Thursday night game and all of a sudden you look and that player gets a 20, 30 points. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's just me, but but it, it, it seems like it gets you into this role and it, going into the weekend, you're just thinking, wow, I have 30 points already. Everyone's, everything's going great. And I don't know, maybe that kind of pushes the rest of my players during that week, or maybe I'm just superstitious. 32 points on Thursday. And um, yeah, I was surprised when I looked on Friday how many points he got. Yeah, that was surprising. Jonathan yeah. Taylor has been just rolling through the uh, rolling through the season. You know, and you know it's lucky that um, Rogers uh, ended up not uh, not playing, huh? He had to put in uh, Justin, yeah. Justin Herbert. 
What are your yeah, Herbert got me. Herbert got me thirty plus points. So yeah, the rest of the season, um, I'm gonna say it now. I'm not gonna start Aaron Rodgers. Why? I don't know if I'm gonna drop him or not. Why? You have some personal problems with that? Do yes. You more about him. Yes, than... a lot of personal problems. Over little, I, I saw a video of him with a little man bun, and I can't stand it. <laughs> he he used to be your sports hero, and you're dropping him. Yeah, not anymore. It's still Fran Tarkenton. He's my true sports hero. Okay, so you so, and State Farm are taking the same move. State Farm has dropped. Well, they dropped him too? Yeah, apparently wow. they're not showing his commercials. Wow. And so it's going to be all Mahomes. It's going to be all yeah. Raj. It's all your man for State Farm from now on in. All Mahomey. Yeah, they're going to drop him pretty soon too because he's going to fall off the face of the NFL. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, so in the, uh, is the that movie the State that... Farm curse we're talking about now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When they make the uh, when they make the movie on Aaron Rodgers' life, is gonna be Jake Gyllenhaal playing him. Right? <laughs> I know he does look like him. <laughs> you go back to your to question, start over. So, 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 okay, so, so Jeannie, so here's the thing, Jeannie, you care more about the personal integrity that that person with a, a suspect integrity. Yes, because I, I need to root for my players, and if I don't like that player, um, I don't want to root for that player. I see. So, would you? I mean, would you start? start I'll start Herbert. Huh? Why don't you just pick up Kirk Cousins? He's not vaccinated either. But at least Herbert is. But Herbert is. Yeah, I know. I actually respect Cousins and Kyrie a lot more um, after what Rogers did. I see. Hey, you know, I can respect that genie amount of principle. Just you know, as much as I respect (laughs) it, you just let me know when you drop. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You're gonna you'll, you'll be the first. You'll be the first one to know. Wait, wait, wait. Kamish, Kamish, is that is that is that legal? I'm monitoring the situation seriously, and I'm prepared to rule if need be. I see. Well, just just you know, why don't you just drop him in the middle of the night sometime, and we'll just on watch twenty four seven. Yeah, I'll still be up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah, I have the alert set on my phone, so you know, whenever that move is made, I'm every hour notified. Every hour, trying to pick up Rogers. Okay, Raj texts at two in the morning, so he'll definitely be on alert. All right. Well, Raj, speak about Raj. So, well, it's pretty easy. So, uh, Mahomey once again just dropped another bomb on me. Our our match this week, uh, you lost me one hundred three to ninety one. Yeah. What do you attribute your loss to, uh, Raj? Oh boy. Well, I got to pin it just on one one person. It's Mahomey again this week. You know, he was projected to get twenty three points. He actually got a whopping ten point four points. The, those extra thirteen points he should have gotten would have put me over because I lost to you by twelve points. So it's almost exactly would have won by. I mean, it's not a perfect science, but you know, you, you, at the end of the season, you said, "Oh, Mahomes is going to have a game of tens. Like, really? No, that's not possible. I mean, unless he gets hurt or something. And yet he did. So um disappointed. I'm just uh, waiting for the uh I'm on Rogers watch right now. And Cooper Cup. My well, obviously cup. you have a very different philosophy about personal integrity than uh, Jeannie does, don't you? <laughs> hey, I just I just want the win. I don't care about it. <laughs> He's all about <laughs> the points. Uh Cooper Cup bombed, he got an uncharacteristic nine point five points. He's usually much better than that, but I think the whole Rams offense just couldn't get it going against the uh against the Titans and then First, Devontae Adams being, you know, on a Rogerless team just couldn't get it going either. It had the culmination of everything, just, you know, yeah. that's what happens. 
Yeah, you know, I, I had a fairly stable sort of team. Nothing too dramatic. Everyone sort of scored um, below what was expected, but uh, everyone scored pretty well. And it's interesting you're talking about Cooper Cup. I had um, Robert Woods on my team, so we're actually matched head-to-head at one point, and uh, Robert Woods actually you know, scored an extra point than Cooper Cup, who's been obviously ripping up the end year. Just hit a historic season over the first eight or nine games helped a little bit as well. I'd just say I had a very stable sort of, you know. <laughs> Sometimes Roger just can't help himself. <laughs> Anyways, you know, that, that brings us to the, uh, the topic du jour of uh, today. We're talking a little about um, – the wide receivers weren't talking about comparing Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Well, it's not really about them because neither one are, are divas. And we really think of uh, the wide receiver position as probably the position which they're the most uh, diva among, the, uh, among football players, guys who say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, historically, you've had some amazing ones like uh, Terrell Owens who refused to uh, – show up uh, when he was traded and at one point was open lobbying for a different quarterback. Uh, like uh, his core uh, lobbying to get Brett Favre to be his quarterback on the Eagles instead of Donovan McNabb, who was actually the equal quarterback at the time. Uh, some cornerbacks. Um, that's, that's a lot of uh, diva like moments. Uh, all these uh, sort of celebrations, in the end zone. And of course, Chad Ochocinco, who, Used to be Chad Johnson, but so diva-ish, he decided to change his last name to his uh, playing number. Um, I don't know. There's a, quite a number of other ones. Um, then uh, stellar uh, personal Henry Ruggs, uh, who tragically, and this is not a fun part of this whole, who tragically actually killed someone because he was driving and slammed into a car and killed a woman. Um, and uh, Jay who basically just, I don't know, he just just forced a trade because he had his dad sort of send out some videos about how Baker Mayfield would refuse to pass him and show all the times that he was open, but Mayfield didn't pass to him. You know, antics like that don't exactly endear you with the team right now. I'd like to know. But yeah, speaking of, I mean, I think we've all had that experience with Divas. I mean, I think I had Antonio Brown. The year decided not to uh, play. I had um, Jess Gordon. The, the, the year he decided to be knucklehead and get suspended. Brains are, which sort of, you know, in general. Now let's talk about in more fantasy football terms. In the wide receiver position, than say uh, comparator, the the running back positions. Um, I'll give you an example of this and how this can be used when you're trying to set up a, a fantasy team for yourself. High, let's let's start with the high-end wide receivers. Um, this year, Cooper Cup, wide receiver one overall, I mentioned earlier. He averages 17.9 points per game. Um, and he's actually had three games over the nine weeks which he scored less than 10 points, including at week four, week five, and week nine. Um, 6.4, 9.2, and 9.5 points respectively. And then he's had four games over 20 points, uh, week two, week three, week six, and week seven, with 27.8, then 21.6, 25.0, and 27.6 points respectively. Now compare that with a comparator running back. In this case, the number two uh, 
running back uh, for the season. Derrick Henry being number one, but he's out. So we'll look at Jonathan Taylor, who who's actually scored 18.2 uh, points on average over his uh, nine weeks, which is similar to Cooper Cup 17. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's only had two uh, games less than 10 points uh, at week two and week three at 5.3 and 72 points respectively. And while Cup had three, while Cup had four games over 20 points, Jonathan Taylor has a much narrower band, only three games uh, uh, over 20 points, a week five, week six, and week nine at 28.9, 27.8, and then 32.0 points. Clearly a much uh, narrower um, standard deviation among points. We could look at, you know, lower end wide receivers, such as uh, the wide receiver 10, Mike Williams of the Chargers at 11.9 points average per week. You know, this guy's amazing. Um, he's had four weeks of less than 10 points, week four, six, eight, and nine, where he scored 1.2.7, 1.9, and then 5.8 points. Um, and compared to two games in which he scored over 20 points, week three and week five, 26.2, and then 28.5 points in week five, which actually outscored any game that Cooper Cup had in his historic season. So some of these wide receivers, this is Mike Williams being wide receiver 10, extremely volatile. And again, a comparator would be Josh Jacobs, the running back for uh, the Raiders, who um, has an 11.8 per game average, similar with 5.7 and 9.5 points respectively. But interestingly, absolutely zero weeks in which he scored greater than 20 points. You know, another way of revealing the volatility of wide receivers as opposed to, say, running backs uh, comes from another uh, fantasy football sabermetric uh, article. Let's look at it this way. The average wide receiver is one and two. Um, in other words, the top 24 wide receivers and the uh, average RB1 and RB2, top, uh, the top 24 running backs in 2020, um, they averaged 10 points per game. Now, let's say there's a best ball metric um, named after best ball fantasy formats where you basically take the highest scoring players in your roster for each of the position categories, i.e. there's no starters or bench and let's say with this best ball metric where one only sums up the points above the average 10 points in this case so so let's say if a player scores 15 points then he gets five points because he's five points above the average but if he scores three or say nine points he gets zero because it's below uh, 10 points and he would not be um, generally scoring on your fantasy team in a best ball format Okay, so let's say you sum these above average, quote, above average points for each of the, you know, each over the course of the season for each of these players. You find of the top 20 per game best ball players, 11 are wide receivers and seven are running backs. Two are actually tight ends. But suggesting that wide receivers one and two uh, more frequently pile up big points above average and conversely go way below average more frequently as well compared to running back one and two. Again, suggesting the volatility of wide receivers as opposed to running backs. This ball. 
again, suggesting the volatility of the wide receiver course throughout the NFL. Anyways, just an, just an example of wide receivers versus running backs. And this may play a role when you're thinking about the flex position. Who do you want to put in there? Something vol- Somebody volatile like a wide receiver or someone stable like a running back? And again, it depends on your philosophy, which we sort of discussed last time. This is some something you want to think about when you put someone on your starting roster any given week. So that's a little discussion about uh, wide receivers and their diva-like tendencies, both in real life and in fantasy football. Very nice discussion, uh, that Mr. Lewis. The one thing I always think about, you know, I always think about these players in terms of mean and standard deviation. The larger the standard deviation, the more volatility. And when I think about this, when it comes down to it, regardless of the standard deviation, at least I, I think there's just a tendency to go with the mean. Because in most situations, we're not going to have you're going to have players with different means and different standard deviations. And if we're talking about who should I start, if their average is 15 points a week and they're some volatile and, some, and the other one isn't, then definitely that's a little bit of a choice. But I think the reality is you're probably going to have one player with an average of 15 and another player with an average of 17. And regardless of their volatility, I think most of us will go with the player with the higher mean performance, projected performance. So... Uh, I, I think, you think that's true if it's only two points. If it's only two points, do you think that would be important? Raj, Jeannie, what do you think? <laughs> I I agree with Shadow. I like to keep things simple, so I would pick the person with the higher projected points. Yeah, you know, for me, I want to keep it even simpler than that. Um, I was, I, you know, I, every week I just go to the ESPN weekly football rankings and I just pick whoever the experts pick, thinking they're they're the ones who get paid for this dudes for a living. But I got to tell you, Lewis, that one is an amazing analysis. I love what you said. You obviously put a lot of research into it. You don't even. You must not have a day job. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, I do think it's interesting. So when you think about the the psychology of the player, the running back, right? It's the the grinder, the person who's taking taking the ball frequently, plowing through the line, and grinding it frequently. out yard by yard, getting hit frequently. But then what? And then you have the wide receiver, right? When you talk about the diva, a little bit more like the lead guitarist in a band, more likely to be the narcissist on the team, as compared to a running back or a quarterback, like quarterbacks tend to be like lead singers. They tend not to be narcissistic, right? But even though they're the focus of they, the They team. can't be. They can't be. They have to keep everyone happy. It's not yeah. about themselves. But the but the wide receiver is different, right? And when you think about the personality, the relationship team, I think it's very interesting how, uh, you know, that the wide receivers are the divas. It shows up off on the field and also in fantasy football, in the point production. Yeah. Yeah. So... You guys, um, let's wrap it up. What are your plans for week 10? So for me, I'm just glad to get my first two draft picks off the IR list to start Dalvin Cook and CMC. I'm going to stick with Josh Allen and hope with a better week. I started off the season well. I'm on a three-game losing streak. I'm just hoping to turn around. Uh, I have a little bit of a dilemma because the Chargers are playing the Vikings. So, uh, 
So I may have to start Rogers. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> I'm not going to stoop that low. So yeah, I may just have to just start Herbert. Yeah, I'll Herbert. stoop that low. <laughs> I may just have to start Herbert or because I have the Minnesota defense also. So I have three three players in the game. It's not a huge amount. So we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll start maybe I'll start on my third string. Maybe I'll start Jordan Love. Nice, nice. Who's so, projected? So, it says Jordan Love's projected to zero point nine two points. That has to be a mistake. <laughs> Ross, jokes aside, let's say Genie just puts up Aaron Rodgers and you pick him up. Would you start him over Kyler Murray? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Kyler Murray's hurt. That's my <laughs> dilemma now. I got a three. I got a three-way uh, battle for starting QB. It's going to be Mahomes, who's just let me down time and time again. Kyler Murray, who's hurt. Or, you know, once I pick him up, Rogers. And, you know, I'm just kidding. I, of course I wouldn't pick up Rogers. I wouldn't stoop that low. So just, remember hand, to just tell me when you do drop him, though. On the other hand, on the other hand I would, um, right now, I will challenge you, Jeannie, right now. Mm-hmm. I will trade you Derrick Henry for Aaron Rodgers. Is, is Henry hurt? Yeah, Henry's not coming back this season. <laughs> well, you don't know that. You don't know. Yeah, really. like surgery, he might come back towards the end. Yeah, he'll come back like with the playoffs. He might. He might. I don't know. I'm willing to make that trade right now. I'll trade you Jordan Love for Derrick Henry. <laughs> As commissioner, I approve that trade. <laughs> you no, know, you know, guys, this is one of the um, fun parts of fantasy football. As a commissioner, you can do pretty much anything. <laughs> It is nice, and we to don't take commissionership. Ab- <laughs> it is nice to have absolute power and rule. For- this is really the only time in my life where that where that's true. <laughs> so I have to appreciate it when I can. Yeah, and then, but of course, you lose it next year. Yeah. So, so I thought it was two years. In, I thought it was two years in a row. Well, that's the way we do it. But uh, any small league Uh-oh. fantasy uh, group it's just can, one year uh, can do one year or yeah. two years or three years or or forever. But uh, that's for the that's the enjoyment of a small league fantasy football group. Um, you can really cha- decide your commissioner responsibilities in a much more collaborative fashion. How about you, Raj? Well, so that's my big dilemma: quarterback, starting quarterback. Is it going to be Mahomes? Is it going to be Murray? Um, I'm getting my beloved George Kittle back, so I'm hoping he'll get me some points. He's been out for a few games. He actually did really well his first game back, which I was surprised. I have a lot of people out on a buy, surprisingly, and so I gotta just put the piece together. But my big, my big dilemma here is is QB. If I'm gonna, I'm holding on just by a hair onto first place, and I gotta get this whole QB thing straightened out. And homie, I don't know what's going on with them. I have my theories, and I think I would get edited out if I told my theories here on the podcast. But I mean, there are there's I think there's reasons outside of football that he's just not doing well this uh, this year. Okay. I mean, what else is there? Um, perhaps the Chiefs offensive line is not as uh, good as it was like a couple years ago. I don't know. Mahomes is an amazing quarterback. They all need an offensive line. Yeah, but he's still, I don't know. I just think there's something happening this year. I think maybe the two high safeties that every defense is now playing on uh, Tyreek Hill has may have something to do with that. But no, it's always personal. <laughs> oh, Stafford's well, available. A- Why don't you pick up Stafford? Yeah, I'll see. I, you He's know, a champion. He's a champion quality quarterback. Uh, Every time that. Stafford throws the cup, you you double down. 
Yeah. We've talked about the stacking. Maybe we'll talk about it again in a later podcast. That's what Jeannie does all the time, usually, until Rogers <laughs> decided he was going to lie about his vaccination status and just <laughs> completely turned off uh, Jeannie. Well, as for my uh, plans for week 10, you know, in light of the discussion this episode and last week's episode about consistency and inconsistency among the wide receivers and running backs, the decision I'm wrestling with is what to do with my flex position, whether to place a running back or wide receiver. Here's the thing, though. Here's my thinking is I'm feeling pretty good about my chances against uh, Mr. Shadow this week. Not only have I scored more than him over the course of this half season already by over 100 points, but Yahoo expectation indicates that I have about a 54% chance of winning with my starting lineup compared to uh, Mr. Shadow's this week. So I think I will start a running back. Uh, I'm going to place Ezekiel Elliott there. I I was thinking of putting Mike Evans there, who's averaging just as many uh, points as Ezekiel Elliott. But Mike Evans has been extremely volatile, and I don't think I need volatility. I need stability, consistency, and I think I'll pull out a win. So that's my big decision. I'm just going to put a running back in uh, Ezekiel Elliott in my flex position. Otherwise, I'm going to just keep everything the same. And this wraps up this episode of the Small League Fantasy Football Podcast. And until next week, just remember that smaller is better. All right. Have a good fantasy week, guys. Good luck, everyone. Bye.